Hey everyone, welcome to Telling Lies to Children. It's me, Paul Durham, and on today's episode, I wrap up my series of interviews live in Boston uh, with a really fun one. I made it over to the Boston Public Library, where I sat down with this year's writer-in-residence. Her name is Lisa Rosinski. Uh, she's a, a YA author, and uh, she was uh, really, uh, really great to talk with. She indulged me because I think at the end of the day, we, we, we chatted right before closing time at the library, and I was a little bit punchy, I think, after a long day of interviews. I, I may have encouraged her to possibly break into the president of the library's office. Uh, I think I, I suggested that she uh, lock herself in the library and have sort of like an illegal sleepover uh, amidst the stacks. I might have suggested that she carve her initials into the, the desk of the writer-in-residence's office. Um, she, uh, she was nice enough to indulge me. I don't know if BPL will ever have me back after they hear this. But um, in all seriousness, uh, the program uh, at BPL is terrific. Uh, every year, they award a residency to a, a young adult or children's author. Uh, and that uh, individual has the opportunity to work uh, at BPL uh, on their project for an eight or nine month period. I think they spend about 20 hours a week in the library. And uh, they've had some uh, amazing former residents who've gone on to do some great things. I'm sure Lisa will as well. Uh, we talk about her current project as well as her debut novel, which is coming out later this year. And uh, I, I really, uh, really enjoyed my time with her. Now, as you know, uh, no episode would be complete without a audio quality disclaimer. Uh, it was a little bit uh, hot in Lisa's office, so we had the windows open. So you hear some of that uh, ambient uh, Boston street noise in the background. Uh, but aside from that, I think it was a uh, it was a, a terrific uh, a terrific interview. Uh, I hope you like it. So hang in there through the intro and pick it up with me and Lisa Rosinski right after the break. Thanks for joining us. Shh. Are the kids gone? Good. It's time for Telling Lies to Children with me, your host, Paul Durham. This is a first-of-its-kind podcast, one hosted by a children's author, that's me again, but intended for adults who live and breathe children's literature. That's you. Whether you're a librarian, a media specialist, a teacher, or a parent, we all work with children every day. But sometimes, it's nice to talk like adults with adults who share our love of children's books and publishing. I'll be chatting with editors at the world's biggest publishing houses, literary agents, award-winning authors, booksellers, librarians, and even young readers. Join me and my guests as we give you a candid, behind-the-scenes look at children's publishing, the business of telling lies to children. But only the best kinds of lies, of course. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy the show. So. <laughs> I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, it's really, and um, I hope I'm not keeping you from drafting some very, writing some very important things. You are helping me procrastinate right yeah, now. That's what I do. As, as somebody, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's I, we, that's what authors do. We, uh, we yeah, it's have, already one of my best skills, I would, yeah. I would say. Well, that's yeah. good. You're, you're, a, you're a step ahead of the game then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and we're sitting here in your, your lovely little office in the, I won't say the bowels of the Boston Public Library because it's, you're up above it. 
Yeah. And is, is that it, Boylston Street out there? Or, no, that's not that is no. Blagden Street, I believe. Okay. I see the West End. Yeah, and Dartmouth Street. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this is like a cool little, like, is this like the official office that every year? This is the office of the writer in residence. Yeah. And if I open these drawers, I could show you there's notes in here left by other writers in residence in the past. Um, I'm the 13th, and there are not 12 other notes in here, but there's definitely quite a few. So somebody started so. it at least a few years ago. Yeah. Did they carve their initials like in the desk too? Oh, I haven't found that yet. You should but do I should that, look. Lisa. Yeah. You should. You should be yeah. the first one to. Carve I'm pretty it. sure that if I knock on these wood panels, I will find a secret compartment one of these days. Yeah. So okay. might be, like, that's actually another great way I could procrastinate after right. you leave. So. Well. Yeah. Before we started recording, you were telling me about the secret staircase. To the, is that the president's office? You said who's that? It is the president of the library. Yeah, works not, up not there. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have told people that the president worked there. This was a group of fifth graders that mm -hmm. came to visit me last weekend. They said the president works up there. <laughs> And, I, and then I said the president of the library, and they were immediately so much less impressed with me. But yeah, um, yeah. but you know, yeah, he works up the marble staircase, and I am told not to open that door. So I actually have no proof that the president works up the marble staircase. Can we go open it on the podcast? Sure. Like what? Like what? Like what if I open it? Because I'm because I'm. You, know. you probably need a special key that is in oh. the secret compartment that is behind the wood panel that I haven't discovered yeah. yet. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so you'll have to get on that. I will get back to you. You got a few more months, yeah. right? Yeah. So, 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 tell me how your uh, how your time has been here as the as the writer in residence. It's, yeah. Uh, how's it? I mean, how's it been for you? It's in, it's incredible. I I come here. I lock that door. Well, I don't lock it, but I close that door, mm -hmm. and I just kind of go into my own writing space. And I have an alarm that goes off at eight forty five. The library closes at nine. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have that alarm, I would get locked in here every night because once I get into that mind space, I just kind of lose track of everything. Oh, that would be so funny. Can they actually, could you actually get locked in? Like, I it, could actually get locked in. I've yeah. asked about this just to make sure. Um, I would essentially be like going into the mixed-up files of Mrs. Bailey Frankweiler, <laughs> <laughs> except in the Boston Library. So, yeah. you know, that's my next novel. But... Um, that would be kind of yeah. cool to get locked in overnight, right? Are there, like, alarms and stuff you would trip if you were, like, well, roaming around the stacks? I don't know. I mean, there's a cafe, right? right. There's cushy chairs. Yeah. Um, I've seen some mice, so I'd have some friends. Oh, you have seen some mice. Okay. Um, That's yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, right. It's yeah. better than the alternative. So I, I wouldn't be alone. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it would actually be that bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's... See, I mean, you get me... Yeah. It must be my devious mind. I like. I want to go break into the president's office. <laughs> want to like have like a sleep, like a yeah. camp out in the in the library yeah. after everybody leaves. Yeah. yeah, I guess they wouldn't. They wouldn't come down and check to see if you're here. No, like, and I can't. There's like a, a loud like meh, meh, meh that goes off at, at nine o'clock, and I can't hear it in here. Yeah. So um, I would have no idea. Right. Yeah. Right. And all that all, all that noise that is in the background, if it gets picked up, that we're not sitting in the middle of the street. That's just <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the traffic of Boston City. That's, yep. that's the traffic to help to help cool off your office in January. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because they keep you nice and warm. They, they want to make sure that you're not cold and that they you know, do. Yeah. Slippers yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. So so how did you uh, how did you become familiar with the with the writers and residents program at BPI? Um, that's a great question. I actually. When I moved to Boston, I first started coming here for Friday writing dates with a friend of mine, mm -hmm. um, and we would just sit out, you know, in the stack somewhere and write. And um, I think I first heard about it through my program that I was in at this at the time at Simmons College, and then another friend found it and sent it to me independently. And I was already sitting here in the library working on my stuff, and I thought, you know what? Since I'm already sitting here, I may as well apply to this thing. Mm -hmm. I'll get an outline out of it. I'll get a first chapter. Um, I'll know where I'm going with my next book. And so I did it and sent it in, and kind of forgot about it. And yeah. That was how I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then um, and then a few months go by, or and then you hear yeah. from them? Or? A couple months went by. Yeah. I got a phone call. Um, mm -hmm. 
someone called me from a number I didn't recognize, and I picked it up, and I was in a coffee shop, and he said, hi, Lisa, this is Alan from the Boston Public Library. And I thought, wow, I must have a really big fine on my account if the Boston <laughs> Public Library you. is calling me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was not actually a fine on my account, and um, he said I had... Uh, been the, the chosen writer for the residency, and I had to get up and leave the coffee shop because I started breathing really heavily and mm -hmm. squeaking a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's super so, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you had a chance to meet any of the prior writers who were sort of sitting at this desk? Yeah. yeah. Um, so at the at the end of the residency, the mm -hmm. incoming writer comes in and does a little reading, and the outgoing writer physically prints out their book, ties it up in a bow or puts it in a box or something and presents it to the president of the library. Oh. So I met the outgoing writer when she presented her manuscript um, when I came in and did my reading. Right. That's quite yeah. the uh, that's quite the sort of formal, uh, like... Yeah, so, really so you want to make yeah. sure you have the manuscript done, right? You, want, you don't want to have Yeah, it. or else print out page one and page, you know, 250 and then put a big pages. stack of blank pages in between and hope that he doesn't flip through it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how's it, how's it, how's it coming? Um, it's going really well. I have done a lot of research at this point mm -hmm. and done some character sketches and done some writing. Um, I don't know what to say other than that. It's kind yeah. of hard to tell how well it's taking shape, but right. Yeah. Right. So you'll have, you'll have 400 pages of something to present. With I will. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh, yeah. that's good. So, so when did, when did it start? When did you, um, start the residency? September 1st. September 1st. Okay. Yeah. And do they give you like a big? Is there like a like a big like welcome ceremony, or are they just sort of you know say there's your office, thanks for coming, and we'll see you. Yeah, well, there's months. that there's that initial reading where I come and do a reading of something that I'm working on, and the outgoing writer does a reading of something that they're working on. Right. Um, but then after that, yeah, I get a key, and then I just kind of start showing up. Um, I almost never see anybody else while I'm here. Um, <laughs> You're kind of like Phantom of the Library. I'm, I yeah. am the Phantom of the Library. Right. I should get business cards. There you go. Um, but yeah, I'm here kind of weird hours, late at night on the weekends, and um, I just kind of prowl around and do my thing. Mm-hmm. Well, something yeah. prowling around. That's what writers do. You, you prowl, you lurk. Spend I a lot prowl, I lurk, yeah. I get lost a lot. Yeah. Um, Spend a lot of time by yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to myself, talking to the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, obviously it doesn't um, translate well on a podcast, but it's like, it's like a very dark, like, wood sort of, I don't want to say wood panel, I don't know what this is exactly, it's just actually like a very dark wood mm -hmm. um, office and it's got sort of interesting beams and stuff overhead mm -hmm. and lights. Marble staircase. Yeah, marble staircase that leads to yeah. the president's office that shall not be entered. And Heavy wooden desk. Yeah. 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 So it's good you got all the you got all the trappings of a of a very, you know of a writer with a lot of graphics mm -hmm. on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and um, have you have you been writing? I'm, I, if you're like a lot of us, have you been writing since, like your whole life since you were a little kid? I mean, is this sort of a mm -hmm. you know is this part of a, a um, something you've always looked look, you know forward to? I mean, tell me a little bit about your about your yeah. Well, I started writing um, definitely when I was a little kid. I actually can remember one of the first poems I ever wrote. It was about my fish tank, and it went: "My fish live in a tank, and my dad cleans it so it never stank." In fact, he cleans it so often, I never catch them coughing. Nope. And I thought that that nope really elevated me. I think it did. I think it did. Yeah. yeah. That was the first sign that I had that I was really destined. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite, yeah. Yeah. I'm a terrible poet. But that, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything yeah. about poetry, but that, yeah. yeah that, that, well, I, I kept a notebook for a long time of, of poems and uh, illustrations on the other side. And I was very proud of that notebook. Um, and then I tried to write a novel when I was in fourth grade, filled up a whole marble composition book. But that was a really big achievement. 
Um, and then I kind of stopped writing fiction for about um, 20 years and decided that I was I was never going to write fiction again. I didn't have patience for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wrote poetry. And then I came back to fiction more recently and decided that um, I've now that I've gotten old, I can, you know, <laughs> I, I can sit still in one place long enough to, to write um, more than a poem at a time. Right, so, right. Yeah. Age, age will make you do that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so can you, I mean, can you, are you comfortable talking a little bit about what your project you're working on here? Yeah, I, sure. I mean, I mean it's, it's a YA project? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is YA. It does incorporate poetry. It's got a character in it who's a, a poet, and so it's interesting writing poems through her voice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to write poems that a 17-year-old is writing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of a, it's a road trip novel. Um, it's kind of a modern-day take on Robin Hood. Um, it's a queer romance. Um, it's it's a mishmash of a whole lot of things that I've been wanting to write for a long time that I kind of stuck all in the same book. So, so now you have a chance. So now I have my chance. Yeah. Have you have you published anything before as far as like you know short stories or poems or or? Um, yeah, I've published uh, quite a few poems in you know journals that you've probably never heard of. Um, and my first novel is called Inevitable and Only, and it's coming out in October oh, that's um, awesome. from Boyd's Mills Press. Oh, yeah. congratulations. So, that's great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's, a, that's really exciting. Um, it's also a young adult. It's uh, unrelated to this book, mm-hmm. um, although there there may be an Easter egg. If you've read that book, there may be something fun that you'll find in this upcoming book as that's well. That's kind of fun, yeah. 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 Throw a little something in it. Now, now yeah. how long has that been in the works for? Was that, did you... Um, um, Inevitable and Only? Yeah. I wrote that for NaNoWriMo in 2014, mm-hmm. um, and if, if your listeners may not know what NaNoWriMo is, it's National Novel Writing Month, and it's the month of October, uh, the month of November. And um, the goal is to try to write uh, a novel in the month of November, at least 50,000 words. So I thought that sounded clearly impossible, and I would uh, try to do it for as long as I could, and then by the middle of December, I had my first novel. So That's pretty good, though. It's only, yeah. Yeah, only a couple of weeks behind schedule. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, there's yeah. something to sneeze at. Yeah. 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 So um, I think it helped that I was living all by myself in an attic uh, in a town of about 4,000 people at the time, and I was, I was pretty lonely, and mm-hmm. so I used to get up and write every morning, and... Um, and have that much to, to distract me, so yeah. that helped a lot. Yeah, so that's uh, so that's exciting. I mean, that's yeah. really. That is, are you gonna? You, you, is are you gonna do something with the library? Maybe you think will the library? Uh, well, that'll, that'll be next October. So it'll be next October. So I'll be done my residency. Yeah. Um, I certainly hope the library orders it, and I hope it's available <laughs> here. <laughs> and I do hope to be doing some some readings and stuff in the Boston area. Yeah, yeah. Be cool. I went. I went. And I always check to see if my books are in when I. <laughs> when oh yeah. I, when I come to, when I come to the library, fortunately, well, the one here is not, but that was the branches. Mm. It's in. I'm just I'm just happy if they have them. Usually that's that's yeah. I can't even imagine. I, I I'll tell you a secret. I still even though my book isn't out yet. I, every time I go to a bookstore, or the library, I look at the R section and I just imagine what it will look like. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Um, but I never told anybody about it because I thought it sounded kind of pathetic if I wasn't ever going to have a book there. <laughs> well, you know, so. it's, it, it's funny you say that because I used. I mean, I've only got published three three years ago, I guess at this point. Uh-huh. Um, and I had my deal before that, but I used to go in the bookstores not that long ago and get really depressed. Like I would, I would oh. go, I would go and like look at yeah. all the books on the shelves and be like, "Yeah, this is never going to happen." Yeah, because because you know I've been yeah. sort of plugging away at this for for a long time. Well, yeah, and when you look at how many books are on the shelves, it's not that many compared to how many people are trying to be on those shelves. Yeah, so it was it's, so it used to depress me, and yeah. um, and I was at the point where I'm like, "Yeah, this is never going to happen." Yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not. Yeah, it's not. A, I'm be embarrassed about it. You know, sort of like <laughs> <laughs> to get that. You know, you know, that I, I call that first year after being published like the wonder year because yeah. like everything's like all new and fresh, and it's like mm-hmm. you you know you sort of everything's out there and it's great and it's really a time to sort of savor and enjoy. Yeah. So do you have any tips for that first year for me? Um, 
not any better than probably any others you've heard. <laughs> um, one is one is like enjoy it, yeah. right? And and just realize that it's such an accomplishment to to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, two is to um, don't go in with too big of expectations, yeah. like because you know what can happen sometimes is is your book can come out and I mean to you it's like the biggest thing in the world, right? Yeah, the world and, should stop turning. Yeah, and your family and everybody and your friends, should right. go buy a copy. And, yeah. Exactly. And sometimes what happens yeah. is it's actually it comes out and a few people tweet about it and yeah. you know and hopefully you get some like reviews that are nice mm-hmm. and things like that. But then it's pretty rapidly forgotten. Not nothing yeah. that is forgotten, but um, especially in the especially in the, the um, my market, which is middle grade, even more so. But like the YA market, it can be a slow build. I mean, it yeah. doesn't necessarily you know it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. And, yeah. And um, so yeah, so part of it is just to be you know, be patient and don't mm-hmm. get discouraged. Now that said, hopefully yours will be like hit the bestseller list as like a debut, <laughs> and you will be like, what was Paul talking about? He's out. This is so great. <laughs> He's out of his mind. Um, that's part of it. The other thing I would, you know, the other thing I would, I would say is, um, you know, to the extent that you can start, you're probably far more, and I'm just guessing, far more active as far as, um, social network stuff than I'm I am. not. You know? <laughs> I'm not that active, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like a hundred years old, so I didn't grow up with any of this. There was none of this when I was like, <laughs> in, in, you know, college, a lot. Yeah. I mean, they, I didn't have any of this. So, I, and I was actually a complete, um, social media, social media virgin, really. I mean, I had mm-hmm. no social media presence up until right before my book was published. So the good news was I didn't have any sort of like, you know, awful like pictures from college or like sort of things that would not <laughs> yeah. look good for a children's writer to have out there. Yeah. Um, the bad news was I didn't really have all that much of a social network to speak of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a project, uh, sort of the process of building that mm-hmm. platform over the years. So the extent that you can start early, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think that helps. Um, and the big thing is just to keep writing and just remember that it's just it's just step one and it's great mm-hmm. and you've broken in and it's like you know um, it's a kind of an ex- it's kind of an exclusive club to be part of um, and then once you get back there then you can uh, like if I was sitting here telling you it's sort of complaining and, and, and you know one of the people I was interviewing today um, for another episode we were after the recorder went off. We were like talking about publishers and, and this and, that. <laughs> and it's like it's like if, yeah. if any like aspiring author was out there listening to this part, they'd be like, "You guys are a couple of jerks." You know, this is yeah. what this is. You know, you're, this is all that you ever wanted, all we ever wanted. But the fact is, once you kind of get a peek behind the curtains and see, yeah, and it becomes a job and it's a mm-hmm. it's an occupation, and you just um, you kind of learn the business from the other side. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, but. Um, but just love it and, and, you know, just write what you love and just enjoy it. And, like, enjoy that, especially that when that first book comes out. Um, yeah. Because writing, then once you start writing under contract and things like that, it's a little different. Because then you have, mm-hmm. you know, most people that I've spoken with, um, like, there's something special about first novels. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a, a lot of, it seems like a lot of us have, they're just in there. They've been there for a while mm-hmm. and they finally kind of come out on the page and they have a life of their mm-hmm. own. And, and more often than not, you know, you, you're writing it over a period of time. Nobody's looking at it. You don't know if it's ever going to be published, and it really is just something that you're doing out of, out of joy and passion for yeah. it. Um, and there's something that's really, when you look back, when you read that, when you're writing under contract, there's something that's really magical about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to the extent that you can sort of treasure that, and then also try to make sure that you carry that through into whatever, wherever your career takes you. Whether it's yeah. the second, thir- second book, third book, 20th book, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to maintain some of that. Try to maintain That's some very of that. wise. Yeah. yeah. 
Hardly. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, I just hear stuff from other people and I steal it and pretend like it's my own. So oh, well, that's isn't that what writing is all yeah, about? That's yeah, that's kind of my advice, I guess. I would say is to yeah. is to yeah, steal good <laughs> stuff and, and, and make it your own. Um, are you repped yet? Are you represented by anybody? Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, Linda Epstein of uh, Emerald City Literary Agency. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah. you, I mean, that's sort of one of the first big hurdles right out of the box. And again, you already have a book coming out, so I mean, yeah. you're already like on your you're on your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, yeah, just yeah, just enjoy it. And and the other thing is keep writing because I mean, as you know, the lead time mm-hmm. is so long mm-hmm. that the more you can keep things sort of, it's easy. Sometimes I found I did a lot of waiting. So yeah. like I was like, oh, like books coming out in a couple months. I can't. And, and instead of like getting so kind of caught up in the whole idea of oh, it's coming out, which I be doing, I, I wasn't actually writing anything new. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a big part of it is if you can mm-hmm. back to procrastination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. If you can avoid the procrastination part mm-hmm. um, by just writing new stuff, it's, and it's hard to compartmentalize. I find, yeah, like I, you write a novel, um, and it's so long before it comes out. Um, you, it's a certain point along the way you kind of have to flip that switch, and it kind of like mm-hmm. goes on the back burner. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to compartmentalize right now because I'm editing the first novel. Which keeps coming back with copy edits and proofreads, yep. etc. As I'm trying to draft the second novel, which yep. you know it's two different worlds completely, and I'm trying to keep both those in my head at the same time. So it's a juggling act. It's good problems yeah. to have, though, right? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Yeah. Are, are the the novels fairly similar in tone, or, or are they entirely different? Uh, I hope not. Um, yeah. yeah, that that is one problem with jumping back and forth a lot. Is I'm trying to make sure that the characters don't sound too much like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both realistic fiction, so there's that. But yeah. yeah. They both start off in Baltimore, which is where I'm from. Other than that, there's not that much the same. Mm-hmm. What um, brought you to Boston? Was it uh, school? Or? A combination of things. Yeah, yeah. my partner was here. Um, I wanted to go to grad school. Yeah. Um, I was um, living in a very tiny town. Mm-hmm. I was ready to get back to a city, and I knew that there was a really big children's lit community here. So yeah, yeah. there is. It's really it's really vibrant. And um, again, as I was saying, I haven't I haven't lived in Boston in. You know, I'm 100, so favorite figure 75 years or so. So <laughs> but, there's the horses on the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, haven't, I haven't I haven't lived in Boston in yeah. a long time, but yeah. um, I'm finally setting a book in Boston, so that's I, it's oh, kind of cool. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, so that'll, that's kind of fun to get back mm-hmm. in and do that stuff. And uh, it really is a great it is a great community. Yeah, um, and they're great MFA programs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, any secrets about the li- about the Boston Public Library that you've discovered that? Uh, Oh, that's a good question. I was in an elevator once that um, I could swear has never been there before, and I've never found it since. And there was an elderly man with a long white beard in the elevator, and um, I got in the elevator, and I, and I said, I didn't know this thing worked or something like that. And he looked at me, and he said, time slows down in here. And I, and I, I just I have no idea what that was all about. Um, <laughs> like you, don't know, you don't know if he meant, like, the elevator? Or I, don't, I don't know if he was maybe the spirit of the library, like, yeah. or, you know, I'm not yeah. sure who I met that day, and I've never right. found the elevator again, but... Uh, there's got to be, I mean, yeah. you think, I mean, if you believe in ghosts, there's got to be a few kicking around here, right? Oh, I would think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I would definitely. hope, you know, yeah. make it a little more. Yeah. <laughs> um, Other secrets about the library. Um, let's see, I, I can find my way to a microwave that involves um, going through a cargo door and <laughs> down a hallway of magazines from 1890s. Um, well, you already told me you steal wine from next door. <laughs> oh, should I not have said that on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> every once in a while when there's an event going on in the evenings <laughs> outside of my office. 
it's a good it's a good yeah. spot it's a good spot to, to it's a pretty a good spot to be set up yep yeah 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 they have readings and, and programs and stuff for donors here and i just happen to be extremely close to where those events are happening and um since they, they have extra so they were just gonna throw it away anyway yeah absolutely nobody like, wants that stuff yeah why yeah. waste yeah why waste actually it's called writer juice so yeah it makes the writer's night go by faster yeah um so tell me again when is your when is because it's when's your first novel coming out do you have a, do you have a pub date yet yes i do october 10th okay. of 2017 yeah yep. so that's gonna be sneaking up on you really fast yeah. yeah yeah and what's the name one more time inevitable and only inevitable and only and and lisa do you have um do you have your website up and all that good stuff i do yeah, yeah. it's lisa rosinski writes.com very mm-hmm. cool yep and so i'm sure people can find all sorts of Wonderful news and updates about what's going on. You can find on. out what my superpower is. Um, what's your superpower? Well, if I tell you, then why would people go to my website? All right, so just tell me. I'll cover the years. My superpower <laughs> is finding four-leaf clovers. I have a collection of really? about 25 or 30 of them. And, uh, yeah. That's really cool. It's, it's extremely useful. I cannot even begin to tell you how many situations you might find yourself in where you need a four-leaf clover. Yeah. I should give you... I have a four-leaf clover with me, but it's not a real... Do you? It's, it's not a... Um, it's not a naturally grown one. No. Um, I carry uh, Look Ugly's four-leaf clover, like, patch things with me. Uh-huh. And I just, I sometimes just hand them out to random children. Not that you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> but since you collect four-leaf clover, like, uh-huh. oh, maybe I should, I should do one for you. What happens when you give them to a random child? Um, they usually like it. If they know the book, yeah. they, they're really excited. Okay. Um, if they don't know the book, they just think I'm some weirdo. Or they're like, oh, this is kind of cool. What's a Look Ugly? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, they're kind of, like... I started giving them out when I do did like school visits and stuff like that. So they're kind of that's you know, fun. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of fun. So you find a lot of four leaf clovers. That's a superpower. I do. Yep. Um, is that all you got? Anything else? Can't be invis- invisible. Mm. Breathe underwater. I can apparently find ghosts in the library. Um, yeah, you found old man library with the yeah, thing yeah. going on there. No, that's really about it. Other than uh, that's more than being able to shut myself up in a room and, and produce some words every once in a while. That's a, Which sometimes feels like a superpower. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, it's definitely yeah. A, a rarer skill than, uh, yeah. you know, than, than, than you would imagine. Um, before I let you go, what should, do you have? Um, do you have favorite books You're in the either oh, either either contemporary? So many favorite or, books. Yeah, yeah. like I grew or, up with Madeline Langle's books, okay. which I read over and over and over again. Um, let's see, most recent favorite books. Um, I'm in love with the book Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Mm-hmm. Um, I reread that every time I need writing inspiration. Uh, last book I could not put down was The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adier, okay. um, young adult retelling of uh, A Thousand One Arabian Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, I, c- I could keep going on and on yeah. and on. <laughs> I, I, that's okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, because obviously as a writer, you, I have yet to meet a writer who's not also an avid reader. <laughs> Um, I do occasionally meet. Yeah, I don't. I don't really read, actually. To be no. honest, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I feel like, nah. yeah. I see a stack of books on my desk. I've been reading. Yeah, these those are um, actually to prop my feet up for when I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if you've been serious or not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been reading them? Is that this for? Is that these for research? This or? is my stack of research. Yep. Yep. I'm reading a bunch of old Robin Hood retellings mm-hmm. and classic legends. I've got a book here of slam poetry. Um couple of other contemporary novels um little this little of that there you go yeah yeah um i happen to be in the library so i am able to just kind of use their collection whenever i want um 
I did discover that I can still have overdue books, though, despite being the writer in residence. I got oh, really? an email saying that I had a fine on my account the other day, so I better make sure these get back into the stacks. Wow, they don't pay you any slack at no, all. No, they really don't, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I might get another call pretty soon. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's um. Well, well it's, it's good to have that research downstairs, I guess. And, it's pretty amazing, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to keep you too long. Um, even though I know you're planning a sleepover tonight, you're gonna, you're gonna tonight's night. You're gonna hide here and stay yeah. and stay in the library. Yeah, it sounds good. I'll probably just break into the president's office while yeah. I'm at With it. Grab a bottle of wine. Yeah, you've really inspired me. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I have my night got, cut out for me. You got, look, you're, you're how yeah. many how many months until the residency are you? What are they gonna do now? They're not gonna. They're, I know, right? They can't get yeah. anybody else. So yeah. I mean, you might as well. You need to leave your mark, Lisa. Yeah, just stake it out in here. I think you said I have to carve my initials into the wall too, right? Into I mean, the well, maybe the desk. Yeah, the maybe wall the desk. might not be. Okay. That might be a little too obvious. Okay. All right. Well. Seriously, carpet. You know. Am I a bad influence? They probably won't let me. I, I'm always open to advice, you know, from other yeah. writers. I think that's really important is to listen to yeah. the voices of, of you know others in your field. So yeah, yeah. you know, I had I, since I, I had to clear like these podcasts with um, somebody higher up in the, mm-hmm. <laughs> in, the in the library. Yeah, um, I obviously did not run any of the, <laughs> any of the suggestions. <laughs> any of these suggestions by them? Yeah. So I'm I'm just going rogue with the uh, with, with the questions. Um, but Lisa, it was so fun talking with you, and congratulations on all the great news. This is really, really exciting. I'm really excited yeah. for you, and, and I look forward to, to seeing what you have coming up. So Thank you so then. much. It was right. great talking with you, too. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, Telling Lies to Children was brought to you by, well, nobody. Just me and my guests. One of the nice things about being completely unknown in the vast world of podcasting is that you don't have to listen to me read 10 minutes worth of ads at the beginning and end of every episode. But I hope you'll check out my website, pauldurhambooks.com. There you can find out more about the Luck Ugly series, you can book a school visit, you can shop the newly opened Dead Fish Inn gift shop, or just reach out and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. You can also find links to all of my guests' websites and social media there. So until next time, I wish you happy reading, ugly luck, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. that woke you up. See you next time.